Hello, and welcome back to Stat Chat, dishing it with D. Klatz. I am Dave Klatsky of Colgate Men's Basketball. Today's guest is a good friend of mine, Kyle Steinway of Sacred Heart University. And once again, we delve into shot selection and more specifically shot quality. So I can never get enough of this topic. I think it's it's really important. Uh, a lot of you are going to be heading out to Final Four uh, shortly, and it's something that coaches are always talking about. How can we improve our shot selection? What are good shots? What shots lead to winning? So to me, this was good to hear another perspective of a team and a coach. Coaches using numbers to kind of validate to their players what's a good shot and what's not. Uh, I love hearing about it from different coaches because I think there's different ways you can attack this. And we kind of get a little bit away from stats a little bit in this one and talk about the mindset of how his head coach, Coach Latina, kind of deals with this aspect. So hope you enjoy this one. And I also just want to say I appreciate everybody reaching out and, you know, congratulating us here at Colgate on, on the season we had. And hopefully you guys got a chance to watch us against Tennessee. We gave it a run. We had a nice little game plan. Always helps when you shoot 15 of 29 from three. But, of course, doesn't help when your player of the year comes out with pink eye and his contacts irritated. So, yes, it doesn't all go right. But, once again, uh, I appreciate everybody kind of watching and rooting for us. And, um, you know, let's keep the chatter going. I think uh, stats can, can help us all in different ways. Um, and uh, here we go. Welcome back to Stat Chat. Uh, this is Dave Klatsky. Uh, today's guest is Kyle Steinway, good friend who is currently at Sacred Heart University. He has made stops at, uh, let's see if I get all these right, Kyle, uh, Providence, Newberry, Hofstra, before uh, his time now at Sacred Heart, where he's been for the last six years. Um, so, Kyle and me are going to talk mainly about shot quality, one of obviously my favorite topics. But uh, first of all, Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Dave, thank you for uh, having me. I uh, am a listener of the podcast. I think you do a great job, so I am uh, excited to be here. Great, great. So let's just jump right in. Um, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about what you guys do at Sacred Heart, you know, I guess we can start with practices. What kind of things you guys stat or don't stat at at, uh, at practices on a daily basis? Well, we have uh, uh, generally we we stat just all the raw stats. So we film every practice. Um, our ops guy Tom Barrett does a great job. He watches the practice film, you know, right after practice. He, he has an Excel spreadsheet kind of that he uses that he's kind of brought with him from some other places where he's been and uh he just you know within an hour plugs everything into that and he's got a tab for the day you know each day and then a cumulative tab um so he just has basically all the raw stats and then he has a um he does have an efficiency formula that he's kind of tinkered with that he's brought from, from some of the other places he's been so um it's just kind of a, a formula that he's kind of calculated um that has a uh efficiency number um that, that we have as well but so so basically for the most part just your your raw stats so so raw stats meaning like um field goals three pointers um rebounds assists like like that type stuff yeah and anything yep. defensive or is it mostly 
I mean, I guess, does he do steals and blocks? Like, is it like a, basically a box score? Yeah, basically a box score. So we do, obviously, all the field goals, um, steals, turnovers, blocks. Um, we do charges. And um, I don't think if there's anything else we have. Uh, I think that's it. And we do that for everything live, four-on-four four or five-on-five. Five. Okay. Nice. And, that, and does he do that live, or do you have managers do that live, or is this post-practice where he's just going through real quick and, and statting everything, you know, so it's more exact? Yeah, no, he has it. It's after practice. So he's kind of cranking it. He'll spend probably about an hour usually cranking it out right after practice. And then, uh, you know, he'll plug it into a sheet, and then he, you know, shoots a staff email out, you know, like I said, probably within an hour or so right after practice. Nice. That, that's pretty good. That, that, that's uh, that's good stuff. Um, so now walk us through um, exactly kind of where you're, you know, how you kind of went about what you did this year. Okay. So, so going, so this, this was his second year with us. And so, so, you know, last year was kind of the first year where we were kind of getting real, real good stats right after practice. And uh, it was great, you know, it was big help. Um, obviously in, in, in meetings and kind of going along with obviously just what we see. Um, but, you know, I think it was back in August when I was actually listening to your, one of your podcasts, um, with Kevin Hovde and he was talking about at San Francisco, um, you know, just some of the stuff they do and, 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 um, how they kind of grade shots. And he was kind of going through his, his scale, which is a zero to five scale. And, uh, I just thought it was great. It kind of clicked, uh, as something that I thought would, would be helpful. So I ended up like banging out about two pages of notes, you know, just listening to your podcast and kind of brought it to my head coach and said, Hey, I think this is something that could be pretty good. And, um, we, we started doing it. Um, like we, we've always, we've always been a very good offensive team. Um, we've had some really talented offensive players. And one of the things that I think my head coach does an amazing job of is he really like, you know, just let's let's especially our good players, let's our guys play, gives guys a ton of confidence. Um, our guys play super free and it's been great, but I was kinda just like trying to find something maybe to you know, maybe just to you know, maybe makes a couple possessions better, something that we could would not only be helpful for the coaches in making decisions and, and kind of evaluating how we're playing, but also that the guys would kind of get and understand and maybe even like be into it a little bit. So so I know that was kind of a long answer, but essentially you know, kind of from taking from listening to one of your podcasts, I, I kind of took an idea from Kevin and, and kind of started using it in our own practices. And and, and just walk me through what your scale was, because uh, that was a, that podcast was a long time ago. I don't even know if I remember, but just walk me through like what each number represents. Yep. So we we grade every shot with from zero to five, with five as being um, a wide open catch and shoot three or a, a open layup. Four is uh, a contested layup, um, a layup where you get fouled, um, a contested three. A three is basically any other three or a wide open catch and shoot two. A two is basically every other two that we haven't said. And then a one is a dead ball turnover and a zero is a live ball turnover. Okay, so, so that pretty much captures everything. Yeah, with it, that's pretty much everything. And with the goal being, and, and again, I got this from from him. Their goal was they want to have sixty five percent of their total shots or total possessions end in fours and fives. 
Okay. Now, the where, where did you have? Maybe you just mentioned this. I didn't catch it, but where do you have threes off the dribble? Is that a three? Three off the dribble is, is a three. Yes. Okay. And does it matter, like, how hard, like, let's say, you know, like, sometimes someone might go under the screen, it's a wide-open three. Is it – any three off the dribble is considered you, – you've created it as a three? Yes. Okay. All right. So, now, with that, so you started tracking every day's – this is – I'm assuming this is only in the preseason, or was it was it every day? So, this is the pre – so, this is the preseason. And uh, so, I you know, I started doing it. And, um, like I said, you know, early on in, in August, you know, when I kind of just, you know, started talking to my head coach about it and he was kind of intrigued by it. I was like, all right, you know, let me, let me, you know, go ahead with it, run with it. And, you know, kind of let me see what you think. Let me see after we get going a little bit. So, you know, did it for the first, you know, right from practice one, but probably after about like, you know, 10 practices or so, you could really start to see the days where we had good stats shooting wise, um, were our best days you know, in terms of our highest percentage on the shot grade, where, you know, where we're getting either 65% or, or you know, up near it. And, uh, you know, it was a very clear correlation. So, you know, I, I, at about that point, I was starting to show my coach, it's pretty important. Like, look, there's a, you know, you can easily see here the days when we're shooting the ball well because, you know, we're taking good shots. Um, and so, okay, he was, you know, kind of got into it, kind of got into it. And then, um, you know, we had an inter-squad scrimmage you know, probably two, three weeks in, that, that first weekend probably when everybody does, where we brought the refs in on a Saturday, and uh, we put the teams up, you know, dead even, and one of the teams beat the other by like 20-something, 20 22, 24, and I, re- I, I did the grades for that afterwards, and, you know, you could see, like, the team that won by 24 had like 70% fours and fives, and the team that lost by 24 was at like 30%. And so when I brought that, you know, when we, we looked at it then as a staff, we were like, wow, this is, I mean, this right here kind of tells the tale. And uh, at that point, he really was, hey, let's start doing this. I want to start doing this, you know, for our games. And I want to actually, at that point was when we actually introduced it to the team. And and how did you do that? Well, we just, you know, obviously we, we were coming in the next day to watch the film anyway. And, uh you know, we just kind of explained it and said, you guys, like, we, we didn't want to, um, and it was more like we wanted to explain it on more of a big picture, like, like I, I tried to be very clear, like, guys, this isn't like, hey, don't ever shoot a pull-up or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to blow the whistle in practice and say, oh, that was, that was a two. Why did you take that? What are you thinking? It's just these shots. And, and what, so what I would do is I had a sheet, and I would, so after, like, the scrimmage, and I would put five, and I would say, all right, you know, we took 15 fives and the percentage is correlated. So, you know, we would be like 13 for 15 on the fives. It would be like 80%. And then the fours, we would be like 60%. And the threes were like 35, maybe 40%. Twos, you know, we, you'd be like two for 15 on a day. And so I try to kind of say, hey, guys, like, you know, when you take good shots, you're making the game easier for yourself. And, you know, just like – not necessarily to, to look at each specific shot, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Why did you take a two? Why didn't you take a five? But just to get them thinking about, all right, what are the types of shots that are good shots? And just seeing the percent, guys, look at the difference. Look what happens when we take five. You know, we're, we're 17 for 20. Look what happens when we take twos. We're four for 22. So just to kind right. of, like, get them thinking about it that way. 
And uh, now, did you did you ever calculate? So it, it sounds like you did the percentages. Did you ever do? Because obviously, a like a wide open three, you're not going to ever shoot eighty percent, but it's worth more. Did you ever calculate what for your team what each um, you know designation was in a points per possession um, number? We did not, you know, I, I know you're talking about that was kind of in the same podcast. I think that was, you, you kind of explained that and, and that's what you do with like a lot of your guys. And we had a really young team this year. We had seven freshmen, um, one senior, um, and none of the seven freshmen were rockets. Actually, nobody on our team was a rocket scientist. So I just <laughs> thought that that might be a little too much. No, and not even to share with them. I, obviously, we, I've talked about this before, but like, you don't want to, like the the confusion that any no matter how smart they are um i think will is not a good thing but just so you, for your, for for your own sake like knowing like oh wow like um we're getting 1.25 or 1.35 uh points per possession it's probably even higher if you were that high with with your two pointers um we're getting like 1.5 points per possession on fives and and just kind of um, like for your own sake, yeah, yeah, if yeah, that would help. I guess you kept track of the percentages. So that's like just a step before figuring out points for possession. Um, yeah. But that that would be kind of interesting to see. I th- I don't know if Kevin did that or not. He I think he did, but I'm not sure. Um. But whatever, g- go on. So so you started kind of telling them, you know, fives and four, fours and fives are really valuable. Um, and then, and then how did that go? Like, what, what did they, did they like that? Did they take it in? What, what did they think? They, they thought that they were kind of into it. And, and like, part of it is, and like, uh, you know, like 90% of coaches, a lot of times you, you kind of got to trick these guys a little bit. So I say, you know, obviously, you know, if these, if these guys see LeBron James do something or James Harden do something or Ross do something, <laughs> like, they think it's cool. So, yeah. you know, as part of it, I was kind of like, hey guys, like, you know, this was right around kind of the preseason, and and if you remember, uh, if you remember like that one Rockets preseason game where like Melo took the mid-range shot and they were like kind of breaking his balls, like so it was right around kind of that time. So I'm like, guys, like you, you know how the Rockets play, like this this is like, this is this is exactly what James Harden's thinking about. Like this is this is based on you know what they do. So like, you know, hey, remember last night on you know, Sports Center when they were all like making fun of Melo because he took the shot, take one dribble, pull up, like <laughs> you know that's. So I was kind of like throwing that in there, and you know, so now they're like, "Oh, oh, the Rockets! Oh, this is what James Harden does." So <laughs> th- that was definitely like I-, I threw a lot of that in there. Like, hey, this is like kind of cutting edge. This is what the league is doing, and like obviously the Rockets at the forefront of it, and like, and uh, you know, so there's some guys that like have to sleep in the back, but but there are a lot of guys that are like, oh, oh, okay, like okay, like I'm as good as James Harden, so I, I gotta start doing this. So um, do you so they, think they, they, because this is. It sounds like they they kind of bought in, but like just because it was like you, you kind of fooled them a little bit. Um, now, where is I going with this? In that mind frame, would they? Did you see any changes in like okay, if they got a catch and shoot three instead of driving wildly to the basket or taking you know a one dribble pull up? Did you see a change in them like? trying to get those catch-and-shoot threes or trying to, you know, not force a shot. I think one of the main things is, like, that with this new system or, you know, the new era is, is like, not taking that shot that you think is kind of is kind of good. And 
and the coaching can help in that regard because you can kind of say to your players like, hey, look, like, what do you think Dirk Nowitzki shoots or what do you think Dwayne Wade shoots that shot at? And they're going to be like, ah, like 50%. And then you're like, okay, well, no one's as good as those guys. So you're now down to 40%. You know, like, obviously you don't have to get so yeah. into it, but did you see a change in, in their shot selection when you kind of got into it? Or was it just more like the coaches stressed it more and, and it ended up that way? No, I think definitely there, there were definitely certain guys, like not everybody. I mean, like I said, there were some guys, we had a lot of young guys, so there were a lot of guys that probably were half asleep halfway through me talking, but there definitely was a change in probably half the guys where you could see were really trying to, you know, really were kind of getting it. And, but, but the thing that I felt was like, I wasn't, when I was doing this, like when I was first thinking about this and wanted to like get it going, like, I didn't want to make, I didn't think I had to make like wholesale changes or like reinvent the wheel, but like my mind, and even like, like our best freshman, he's a super talented scorer. He was all rookie this year. This kid Kareem Ozier from Racine, Wisconsin. Super, super talented. And, uh, his game is like, like a DeMar DeRozan. He's had a, he's a fantastic score, great mid-range game. And so like when Coach Latina and I would be talking like before, but wow, that's, you know, that's like, that, that mid-range is like Kareem's game. And a lot of times, like, that's how he'll get going. And it's like, all I was thinking was, like, especially in our league, and it's the same with everybody, I mean, every game, it, the, the margin between winning and losing is so so thin. And so in my mind, I'm like, if I can just change three or four shots a game, that's the difference. Like, I don't need to make 25-shot change, but if I can get three or four times in a game, and maybe it's not even like the main two or three guys. Like let the two or three main guys do their thing, and of course they're gonna you know they're gonna take a bad shot or force a shot every now and then. If I can get the sixth man and the seventh man and the ninth man to turn down a tough shot and swing it one more for a wide open three, like that that could be the difference in winning and losing. So, you know, I was I would say there were a handful, three, four, five guys that really were kind of getting into it. You know, more so, and they were the older guys, as you would imagine, than, than everybody. But I thought that it was enough that it was really, you know, really could make a difference, hopefully. And and, and what about, like, on your end now? So that, that's on the player side. Like, you know, you hope that they just kind of understand. I think I think it's, it's hard in one year. I, I'd be curious to see now how your, your freshman of the year will do going forward. Like, I think over time, it might even be more where he kind of, cause, you know, your first year, you're kind of just out there playing. But Definitely. after you, you know, your second, third, fourth year, you can start thinking a little bit more. And I'd be, uh, it'll be fun to follow him to see if he realizes, you know, the great shots versus the good shots versus the kind of bad shots. And, uh, you know, especially if you're, you're in his ear about, you know, open catch and shoots and not off the dribble and not forcing stuff early. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think that that'll be a fun uh fun thing for, for us to follow and you uh to kinda groom and, and see or your staff to groom and see how it goes. Um but what I was getting at did did you guys make any you know offensive theory or offensive coaching changes no like knowing that you're really trying to get fours and fives? Was there anything you guys could do on your end for that? Not really. I mean, in terms of we, you know, we didn't, we didn't. It wasn't like we we scrapped certain plays or, or kind of changed our style. I mean, we're 
we we I, I think if you look on hoop math, I mean we we're, we we really run. We we led our league in tempo and and uh, I think we were I don't know if we cracked the top ten, but we might have been like eleven or twelve at like shots at the rim on, on hoop math because um, we get a lot in transition. But uh, we didn't really like we we did not kind of change our our style or, or make any like major changes like that. Uh, the only real thing coaching wise is just just emphasizing it. You know, if we had a game or a practice, like hey guys, look, you know we were only at forty eight percent fours and fives. Got to start thinking extra pass, jump stop, kick, catch and shoots. Like just kind of keep reiterating, reiterating, reiterating. Even in a practice segment, you know, like you know we may huddle up. Like you know, I maybe maybe I'm coaching a red team and we huddle up and think, hey guys, like I'll tell you why we lost the last drill because. We, we, you know, we ain't getting fours and fives. You know, we're, we're taking all, you know, tough shots off the dribble or, you know, just things like that. Just, just keep reemphasizing and reemphasizing. But, but did not make any kind of like major changes in terms of what we're running really or how we're playing. Maybe, you know, maybe emphasizing catch and shoot threes more where in the past, in years past, like, you, I think people kind of would look, maybe look at that number and how oh, we're taking too many threes and maybe get a little nervous like, yeah, we got to get inside. We got to get a post up. And whereas now we're a little more comfortable, like, if we're shooting, if, if half our shots are threes or, or close to it, you know, maybe being a little more comfortable um, seeing that, whereas in the past maybe we'd be a little more nervous, like, you know, we've got to get inside or, you know, that type of thing. So, but Yeah, it sounds, that, like, no it sounds like it, uh, like the data that you kept track of kind of validated, like, we don't, like, we don't need to be scared of that because it actually, they're good shots and we're trying to get as many good shots as possible because that's going to lead to winning. Um, but you you actually said something that I'm sure I, I mean the, the emphasis is I mean sometimes that's the only thing you can do but the fact that you mentioned you know driving in to kick out that's something that we've been stressing as a as a as a coaching staff pretty much since since we got here but now even more so because of all these uh, you know numbers that suggest that if you can get those catch and shoot threes and we happen to have this year we had like we shot the lights out of it in league play, so we had really good shooters. So it's like, okay, you can drive in and take a challenge too that you're you're gonna make sometimes. You might make it, you know, fifty percent of the time, right? Which is for a guard driving in and taking a tough two, that's still pretty high. Like you're gonna take that over the long run. But we stress, especially in our NCA game, drive in to kick out. Because that kick out three, like you just mentioned, is going to be on your scale is going to be a five, and on my scale where I do I try and do the expected value, it's going to be close to like a one point two. And with our good shooters that shoot like forty five percent, it's going to be close to like a one point three five, which is basically like forty five percent. So that was something that you know it sounds like you might not have made any like grand offensive you know uh, uh, sub or set series or uh, set changes. But it sounds like even just mentioning that, that like, hey, when you drive in, if you stop and then you kick out, you're going to end up with a better shot probably unless you're wide open for a layup than you would have otherwise. So so that's uh, that's definitely something that I think will continue to stress, and it sounds like you guys are, are doing that as well. But I, I love that play, uh, the kick out. I know Kevin Hovde at San Fran, they actually they give you credit um, in their hustle stats for, for kick outs which is uh, um, something that's not really talked about that much, but is is super important. So, um, so you know, moving on, moving on. Uh, I wanted to get back to 
kind of, I guess, the preseason or maybe even during season. Now, did you do this? So just give me exactly, like, what you did. So did you do this per player, or was it just, as a like, as a squad? You know, early on, I did it. So obviously, so once practice, once the season started, I, I was not doing it uh, for practice. Then I was just doing it for right. Teams. No more practice. So I, yeah. So I would do. Yeah, I, I kind of had just a template sheet that I would kind of fill out and you know blast out to the coaches. You know, right after. Now, actually, early on, um, at the bottom of the sheet, so I, I'd have the whole thing five, four, three, two, one, zero, and then I would have the guys that played, and I, and I would do it. And then I would have an individual average, you know, for the guy. Um, and I, I wasn't getting a lot, a ton out of that. So, so probably early on, I kind of scrapped that. Like I just didn't see. Right. Um, and one of the biggest things is like, the, obviously the turnovers are, are a part of it. So like, you know, our point guard ha- would have an awful number, you know, cause he might have three zeros in there. Um, Meanwhile, he, you know, he only took two shots and they were layups. Um, and he might have had nine assists, but he had three liable turnovers. So he's got like an awful score and it really isn't impactful of, you know, his performance in the game. Um, yeah. And there were some other yeah, kind so, of oddities so like that, that. That, so I, I do keep track individually and I noticed that I, I mean, one thing, if, if anybody out there wants to try this, like, Either way, his the zero through five or the you know the expected value where it's zero to three. Um, I think it's an amazing exercise. You see how much turnovers hurt you. <laughs> so like that's the one thing that like you mentioned like you know having two or three turnovers and then one the one thing that our system doesn't take into account obviously is assist. Like so. You have to take that, like you said, the number's not indicative of everything. But, like, to me, like, we had a kid on our team who, um, just a role player, but his his number, let's say our team was at, like, a 1.05, or I think it was, like, 1.02 or something like that. He was down at, like, 0.71 per shot. But his assisted turnovers were really good, but it's just any time he shot the ball, yeah. it was a bad shot. So, like, to me, I would, you know, I wouldn't give him that number, but I was like, hey, listen, like, you got it. Like, when you get the ball with seven seconds on the shot clock, just give it to somebody else. Just swing it. <laughs> just try and get somebody else the ball. And that wasn't – I was trying not to be, like, you know, a dick about it because, like, he's a good player. But the, the numbers over the last two years showed me that if he's going to shoot the ball – it has very little chance of being a good shot. So not even going in, being a good shot. So that's the thing is he couldn't create his own shot, but he still was about like he didn't mean we should play him because he's about two and a half to one assist to turnover ratio. So he was yeah. creating and, and, and uh impacting the game in other ways. But that was that's why I like to keep track of it, but I, I, I can see where it can go haywire. Um because you like you said you know, you might end up with a guy that has, you know, a really low score. But I, I like to know that so I could do something like that um, and, and kind of say, like, hey, you should only be shooting fours and fives. So if you get a, a wide open two or you have to dribble the ball, just create for somebody else. <laughs> Never shoot. So that was kind of how I, like, used that information. Um, did you have guys that, that you knew their shot selection was horrible or that their number was low 
even just by gut or instinct that you would like, what would you say to somebody like that? Well, yeah, it definitely did. It was kind of case by case. Um, you know, like, you know, obviously like anything else with coaching, what, you know, how is the guy can eat? Like, you know, there's a role guy that's like, would do anything you ask, which we had one in particular who was a, who was a sophomore this year who actually, um, his role got a little smaller because we had some, you know, more talent, you know, some pretty talented freshmen that we brought in. He was a guy, he would have done anything. So like I was, you know, he was a guy that I was able to say, listen, this is a way to, you know, to have a better role, take good shots, like turn down some of these shots. You know, you, you have a limited role. So like if you go in there and you take one of these bad shots and you miss it, like, you know, you may not get another chance. So you got to turn, you know, turn these down and take fours and fives and really, really focus on that. And so like a guy like that, I could have that conversation with, um, you know, some of our, you know, like one of our more talented freshmen had a low number because like I said, he took a lot of tough twos and he made a lot. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, it treated him a little more, a little more, a little gingerly than some of the other guys. But, uh, it, it was kind of like a case by case, you know, you know, some guys that, you know, some guys that really understood it too, you know, I would speak to them a little more, you know, openly. Um, it was, you know, guys that like, if I know, hey, this guy, all I'm going to do is just confuse this guy even more. He already, his head is, I already see the gear spinning, trying to remember the plays and trying to remember this and <laughs> trying to remember what time practice is and do we have lifts today? So like, if I tell him this, his head's going to explode. So it was like a case by case, you know, so there were some guys that I was able to, really talked to it about, I think, and then, you know, some others that it was just, you know, not. So I have a question because I think this, like, obviously if we were to do this right and you had unlimited time and you had, you know, a couple workers that you could put to work, you you know, you could, the best way to do the zero through five would be to kind of figure out, like, what you grade them and then what they shoot, uh, you know, on each shot. Like, you just mentioned a guy that hit, you like, he hits tough shots. Um, but I, like, whenever I hear that, and like, we've all seen players, I mean, James Harden is, is, is the, the number one example of this. Like, the, the guy makes hard shots. He's James Harden. So, like, yeah. they're not, he should be taking them because he shoots a really high percentage. But like, when I see people taking James Harden type shots, and they can make them, I'm always like, ah, that guy's, like, he's gonna be a losing player. Because it's probably gonna be a lower percentage than Harden or, Forget about Harden. It's going to be a lower percentage than what the team percentage is. So, like, to do it right, we, you know, for that system, it would be nice to see, like, okay, you know, player, your player you're talking about, like, every time he shoots a three, a three in your system, that is, he shoots uh, 44%. Well, player X, every time he shoots a three, he shoots 35%. So then you could actually like ver- verify and validate like you know yeah, what yeah, yeah. like threes for that guy are okay. So you could then say to that guy, look, you make tough mid ranges or or vice versa. Be like, I-, I know you make those shots sometimes, but look, I've tracked them over the entire year, and you're only shooting thirty nine percent. So that's hurting the team because thir- you know. And then if you put in a point for possession, that's that's like you know that could be a point nine five, whereas the team's at a one point oh five. So then, like, you could kind of walk through, like, I know you can make them, but let's, you know, only take that shot when there's 10 seconds or less type thing. Because that, that's what we're all trying to get to, right, with the shot selection thing is let's take the best shots we can to get the highest percentage shots we can, no matter, you know, based on what the shot clock is at. 
So that that's the uh, I guess the the you know if we had unlimited time and unlimited people, no work, question. That, that's kind of kind of what we'd like to see. Um, but you know, with with players that shoot bad shots, have you found that you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt because they can score? But you know, at the end of the day, in the back of your head, you're like, that's a terrible shot. I don't want you shooting that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, and like we're, we're we're like just kind of the way we play and the way Coach Latina does. Like he, we're, we we like he gives these guys a lot of freedom, and uh, so definitely, it definitely, you know, you do end up living with some bad shots some certain guys, but like I said, I just, my hope is just that, hey, if we can change three, four, five shots, because like a five yeah, shot difference, make a difference. If, you take, yeah. if you take 60 shots in a game, well, if you take five of them that are five for, that are 0 for 5 and make them a 5 for 5, it's like a 17 point, uh, 17% swing. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, so yeah, if you yeah, just trade a couple, yeah. Get a couple, I, I, you know, obviously you always want to be as, as maximized and, and be as good as possible, but I, I, I hope, I just, you know, I hope that, you know, changing that, those four or five might be the, you know, hopefully are the difference. But definitely, we, we, you know, we definitely live with them. I, I want to change gears here a little bit, and uh, this is probably not as much to do with stats, but uh, Coach Latina, obviously, you know, been there six years now, done a, done a great job. He's, you guys are on the rise here. Um, and you keep talking about how we, you know, you guys play free. And I think that's so important. And especially early on, like you see it all the time, but sometimes you gotta allow freshmen and sophomores to kind of, kind of play through and, and shoot some, some bad ones and, and just to gain confidence for when they kind of figure it out. Um, what does he do in that regard to, you know, uh, give players confidence? Like, you know, you see some code like the the Bobby Knight, the old Bobby Knight teams where you know he's screaming at you for for taking a, like taking confidence away basically. How how does your coach uh, kind of manage that and and some of the things that he does uh, just you know to to build that confidence and, and allow players to play free and and, and feel comfortable. Well, he just well, first of all we play we play really fast, um, so we get up and down, so we have obviously more possessions means that we get, that we get generally more shots, um, and I don't know. He just you know he he has a he has a amazing just uh, consistency in his temperament. Like he just he he's he's super consistent. Um, he's super positive. I mean he's just he, he's just a positive guy. So. So, you know, just by nature, if a guy misses a shot, he's focused on, hey, hey, next play, you know, you know, what do we have to do next? Like, he's already focused on the next play, next play, next play, you know, rather than just, just his mentality is just, just, just being positive and just, you know, so he's not even, it, it wouldn't even matter if it was a shot or a turnover or a bad play. He's just, you know, focused on, hey, next play. Um, but he just, you know, he just, like I said, he's super positive. Um, he he believes, you know, what you just said. You just you got to give guys freedom. Um, you know, guys are better when they're you know when they're loose, when they're confident. You know, when they're not worried and looking over their shoulder. And and like we almost never one of the best one of the things that I've learned from him um, that I, is something I would definitely take away with me is like we almost never take a guy out after missing a shot. Like even if it's even if he needs to. We'll wait one more possession, just so right, it's not like, right. oh, oh, you're taking me out because I missed a shot. Like we almost never, if we if if we can, 
we'll do that. And then, like I said, just so the guy's not like, oh, I missed three shots in a row. You're taking, you yanked me. Like, no, no, no. We're, we're yanking you because you missed three shots in a row and you just blew a defensive assignment. Um, <laughs> right, right. So it's, it's, it's little things like that. I mean, it's just, you know, and listen, there's plenty of times when, when, you know, we'll be meeting or talking about a guy and he's going to be like super frustrated and be like, guys, you know, we gotta, gotta, you know, we gotta live with some mistakes and, and it'll pay off. And, and, uh, you know, we had like, we had Kane Broom, who was an NEC five years, a sophomore, uh, scored like 1300 points in two years. Um, and he was just like a scoring machine and he'd, he would, you know, he might take a shaky shot in the middle of the game and we're like, ah, like and he's like, hey, guys, you, if you want this guy to make, you, he's like, he would be like, hey guys, you want him to make the four or five ridiculous shots at the end of the game, right? That are going to win the game. Well, then you got to live with, the shot yeah. that he just he may have, he may have just missed, um, and more often than not, you know, especially his sophomore year when he was he was the player of the year, he would bail us out with three or four ridiculous shots at the end of the game. So right. it's just right. his, you know just his kind of nature, and he's just so positive and and consistent, and and uh, you know, and I think it helps it helps so, with you guys. So what will he do, or what will you guys do? Um, if you're not happy with shot collection, like so, so flipping it on the other side. Like, um, you know, how how do you, how would he handle a guy consistently taking bad shots? Well, I think that this was a good way to do it. Um, you know, to like give a guy a frame of like, you know, whereas like in the past maybe you know you, you try to take a guy out and, and you know a guy's like feels like he's getting picked on. Or, oh, well, this guy took these shots. Blah, 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 like. Why, why are my shots bad shots? I can, you know, the go-to player, I can make that shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. now I think this, this, the scale, just to go back to the scale, was a good way to be like, well, hey, hey look at these shots. Like, and, uh, you know, not, I, I know you can make these shots, but if you take these other shots, you give yourself a way better chance of making them, which gives our team a way better chance of success. So I think this kind of gave us a good thing to kind of fall back on it and kind of use, you know, in, in that way that you just mentioned, which in the past, in you know, in the past, not necessarily we would have that. You know, in the past it was just more like, you know, maybe if, if a guy was taking bad shots, you bring him in and watch film and then you know, watch his shots on synergy and try to go case by case, hey, what, you know, what you thought of this shot and what you thought of that shot. Whereas now, like, it's very simple. Like, hey, dude, remember the, you know, remember we looked at the thing the other day and, and yeah. on the twos, you know, we were 20% and on the fours, we were 70%. We are taking all twos. You you want to make shots. You want to play more. I know you can make. I know you can you can make it too, but everybody makes these shots at this level and these shots at this level. So like, help yourself. Yeah, so you kind of can't lie. You can't you can't argue with math. It's, it's, yeah. it's like striking when you when you simplify it like that to players. Um, so he's yeah, not really, really. Like, he'll never blast a guy, you know, for taking a, a, a questionable shot early in the shot clock or something. He'll kind of kind of, you know, stay positive and then as a whole maybe bring a kid in and kind of walk them through what you just what you just said? For the most part. I mean, there's always, obviously there's always, listen, there's days where we're all riled up and, and yeah. maybe we lost the night before and, and like, um, so it, it happens occasionally, but for the most part, we, we don't, you know, we, we do not, very rarely do we blow the whistle and go after a guy for a shot selection. Right, right. For a bad now, shot. Now, do, do you have you done this at all on the defensive side? I would, when I would do 
I have. Um, when, when I would do my game chart, I would do it for both sides. Um, so I would kind of see what they, you know, their, their fours and fives, um, you know, their percentage or whatever. We didn't really use it as much. Um, you know, we would have it obviously there and to see, and there were some games where it was like super telling, but we, we, we did not really use it too much or like we have some other defensive stats that we kind of like some defensive goals and things that we really emphasize. And so we kind of had those in place that we liked. Um, so we didn't, we did not use it much. What what kind of defensive stuff do you guys you guys look at and track? Well, we have for every game we have three defensive goals. Um, we we call them kills, which is three stops in a row. Yeah, um, okay, and we try yeah, to yeah. get seven. We try to get seven kills because somewhere somebody said that when you get seven kills, the, the chance, the percentage of winning is like ninety percent. So I don't I don't know where, I don't know where that came from or if it's just urban legend, but that's. That's what I feel like everyone's always heard. So we try to get – we have three goals. We try to get seven kills. We try to we try to hold the other team to uh, 43% field goal percentage defense, and we came up with that number. Um, basically, at the beginning of the year, we kind of looked at, like, the, the NEC team stats for the last 10 years, and we, did, we were like, listen, you know, to, to pick the percentage that would be first in the league is probably not realistic. So we kind of looked at, like – what fourth or fifth would be, and said, all right, that you know that that's going to be our goal. So that was a 43 percent, and then we try to take three charges. So those are kind of what we were statting during the game during the game, um, right. and we're kind of emphasizing every media timeout. Hey, well, we got two kills, or hey, no charges, um, or, or you know, hey, they're shooting 58 percent. Um, you know, we're referencing kind of throughout the game. Do you guys do anything in practice to practice taking charges? We do not. We do not. We have. We Did never you used have. to? Did you like in your in your coaching career? Have you ever been a part of a team that did? Um. Yeah, I feel like we had. Uh, I feel like when I was back when I was a GA province, we we might have had some charge drills. But I feel like I have not seen a charge drill in a long time. Yeah. Um, same, do, you guys, same, do, you guys, do you guys do one? We don't. We don't. And and part of it is you're basically not allowed to anymore. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. athletic. If we did, I think our athletic trainers are like, yeah, we don't want you doing that, like with concussion stuff these days. So, one, there's you always have that issue. Um, and, two, it's like it's it's hard to make it realistic. Is what yeah. I remember when we were at Stevens, we did do one. Like anytime somebody missed a charge, we would we would okay that guy. Three guys would come at you. One from one from the uh, three point line corner, one from the top of the key, and one from the other three point line. And you just have to take three charges right in a row. You'd have to bounce back up. But like, yeah, they, they wouldn't be real charges. It'd be like the coaches running into you and like making sure you're not yeah. getting hurt. So I don't know if it helped. Maybe it helps the the mentality, but. Uh, like taking charges is like a science, you know, like I'm sure you have guys like our best player uh, was Will Raymond at taking them. He took 24 on the year, which is absurd. We only played like 30 games. So he almost had one a game. Yeah, he yeah. just had a knack for doing it. But yeah, like if you no try question. to teach it, it's like a hard thing to teach because you just got to be able to like take contact square and fall. But like, I always wonder how to teach it and how to practice it. Cause you can't really like, 
replicated exactly. So is, is you guys talk about it, like what, or do you just have guys that can figure it out and get it done, and, and they're and they get credit for it? <laughs> yeah, we we don't. I mean, we don't like like I said, we don't do any drills. We don't really talk about technique or anything. We just the one thing we do do is we really try. That's one thing in practice that we'll like be an instant whistle. Like we'll 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 blow the whistle and go after somebody if they bail on a charge. Um, and you know they'll you know they'll either depending on what the circumstance in the practice they'll either you know lose a possession or whatever, or lose a point or, or whatever. But like we try to just really identify like, hey dude, you just cle- like you got to take yeah. the charge right there. Like you clearly just bailed out. Uh, <laughs> other than just really try to point it out as much as we can. Um, you know, but we don't like, I mean, we don't do any drills or, or, or kind of talk about the technique or anything. I guess the guys just, I don't know, we just assume like, I don't know why we assume that we just assume that they know. Um, right, right. And how, how were you in taking charges this year? Were you, were you guys pretty good? I, I would say, uh, we were probably just okay, but we were significantly better than we have been in the past because it was the first year where we really said, Hey, we, we gotta make this a priority. We really gotta emphasize it. And this is the first year where we, we, we charted it or we, we had it as a goal in the game. And we really tried to make a federal case out of it in practice if a guy bailed on the charge. And really reward guys when they took him in practice. Um, um, so that, th- this was really the first year and I thought it got significantly better. And, you know, but I'm sure that in the grand scheme of things we were just okay. Um, so hopefully we can, we can kind of build on it. Do you know how many games you guys like, I mean, not it doesn't have to be exact, but like how many games you guys took three charges in? Because that's a lot. Three charges in one game is a yeah. Is well, a we lot. did the one thing we 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 do we did count um we counted over the backs. I count counted. The okay, charges. so like it any was time, a, it, like basically any offensive foul, like screens and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I count I count those as, as offense. Yeah, I, I guess it's not charges, offensive fouls. So so in that case, it was probably a number of games. You know how many? Around how many? Not a ton. I would say six to eight, maybe. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. For us, it's probably around the same. We had a couple of really good charge takers, but um, I don't have that number exactly. Um, I want to go back to the defensive side because I think – It'd be interesting. I don't know if you have these numbers, but it would be interesting the correlation between, you know, we didn't have to get a stack on here, but if you could give them the numbers of the amount of fours and fives per game and offensively and defensively and see like the correlation of how it led to winning. So like, let's say you guys were at 70% fours and fives and your opponent was at 60%. Do you win that game 90% of the time or or is there is there more to it? You know what I mean. I I think that would be Definitely. a really interesting study to see because, like you said, if you get and maybe do you have do you have some of the numbers? How many times you guys are over sixty five percent of the time that you had over fours and fives? Yeah. So so offensively, we were we were over sixty five percent, which was our goal. We did it eleven times. We were nine and two. Wow. Wow, and, and keep going down. Do you have like sixty percent and fifty? Do you, you know like or half no? The you know what? That should be good. I, I I definitely you know what I should I may go back and do that tomorrow. We kind of break it down in into sixty five to sixty, 
60 to 55, 50, yeah. but I, I just had, I just had 65 and up and 65 and below. Right. And, and you did, did you do the defenses at all? Well, uh, like the fours and fives for the team? Or, I did or not. I did not have didn't to go do back that. and do the records. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's interesting because it's, it's a lot like you kind of have to do it after the game because at least from my angle on a bench, like it's, it's really hard to see. Um, but like if you can only do so much, like, you, like I said, you can, you're not going to spend, you know, eight hours after a game cracking numbers. You, you're going to do whatever you can do quickly that makes sense. Um, in our staff, at our, at our levels, because we don't have, I don't know how many managers, do you guys have any managers? We do, um, we have three, and they're pretty good, but, um, yeah, obviously we don't have the infrastructure of, of GAs and, and yeah, same, same. So it basically and... falls on us, you know, like yeah, the assistant definitely. coaches, or maybe even the ops. Like I had, I had my video guy helping me, um, a little bit with it, and then I would kind of do the rest, but, uh, you still run into a time constraint, which is, uh, you Definitely. know, always, always, uh, an interesting way to do it. But, um, but yeah, no, so I think, um, you know, once again, I, I love talking about shot selection. I think there's so much to it. And to hear that you stole, you know, something from this podcast and kind of went with it and, and to hear that it helped kind of validate and help you guys kind of get that across to the kids is, is awesome. I think that's great. I think. I think uh, uh, it can only help, and hopefully, you know, I'm looking at your Kempom. You guys were second in the league in um, effective field goal percentage in your league, so um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good out of out of ten teams. So um, hopefully, that can continue. Um, you know, I'll be rooting for you guys. And, and uh, is there anything else you want to add uh, as we close down here? No, not really. Um, I, I appreciate uh, obviously having me on. Like I said, obviously. I did take it from this podcast, so it obviously it was you know it was a big help, and hopefully it was kind of you know a, a boost to having a pretty good year. And uh, obviously, congratulations to you! You guys had an awesome year. Um, fun to watch you guys in, in the Patriot League tournament, and obviously versus Tennessee. But uh, I look forward to it. I'll probably, I'm sure, I'll see you at the Final Four uh, on Thursday. Hopefully, uh, we'll get together, have a, a few cocktails. <laughs> and other than that, other than that, yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate, I appreciate the, uh, the, 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 uh, congratulations. And unfortunately, I won't be at the final four this year, but uh, oh, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. I know, I know. I, I still may book a last minute flight, but as of now, no go. So enjoy it. And, and uh, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. But thanks again for coming on and, and best of luck to you guys going forward. All right. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Later.